0: This is PodKit, Episode 9, It'll Be Burp Next, on Wednesday, August 5th, 2015, and now, Because I Like Colors. This episode of PodKit is hosted by Brandon Johnson, Brian Mitchell, and Ryan Rampersad. This episode has show notes at thenexus.tv slash pk9. So, Gabe,
1: I think there was kind of a big week this week. Huge week. Huge week indeed. Giant week. Mammoth week
0: what what happened this week um you know know now that i'm not
1: really sure yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) windows 10 came out
0: yes windows 10 came out
1: we should definitely talk about windows 10
0: i like windows 10 in fact that's what i just did all afternoon oh how fun yeah
1: are you you, you're finally up on it now so
0: fun well one of the computers here is sort of up on it but i don't want to do it on my main computer until i have another drive to do it on makes sense Uh, but, uh, let's just say I did it wrong.
1: Oh, that's always the worst.
0: Uh, that's pretty funny.
2: I was, I was seeing your tweets. Did you download an an installer ISO or something and use that? Or did you just do the...
0: So, in the corner of Windows 7 and 8 and 8.1, there's a little Windows icon that you can click to reserve your copy. It doesn't really mean anything, but basically, when your computer's ready to download it, you'll get an email telling you to go download it. Um you can also do a manual download where if you go to Google and you type in download Windows ten, you'll yeah. get a Microsoft page on how to download it, you know, just manually. And you can just yeah. download a thing that will download the actual ISO and then even optionally burn it to a disk for you or make a bootable flash drive for you, which is really huh. cool. That is cool. So I did it wrong and in the installation, you know, walkthrough wizard thingamajig. It uh, sort of asks, do you want to keep, you know, all your files, just your files, and and settings, just your settings, oh, or, do you wanna, or do you want to or do you want to keep nothing? And so, of course, I picked keep nothing because I don't care. I want a fresh install. Yeah. Well, it turns out that might work. I have no idea, but when you actually get put back into, uh, you know, like the r- traditional Windows installer, not going through the Post operating system but when it boots from the drive yeah it shows this sort of unicode broken text box i was too dumb to take a picture of it but it looks really weird and i thought it was just broken so i hit no and went through a custom install instead of just an upgrade install well apparently when you do that you break it and you can't activate and you can't put your code in because it's not real no so what i had Uh. to go and do was download the windows 8 iso or Windows 8.1 ISO, put my code back in, reinstall Windows 8.1, and then reinstall Windows 10 on top of it.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: So that Jeez. only took 40 minutes.
1: That's not bad. No, Yeah, that's actually pretty darn good. Uh, you
0: know, these modern operating systems actually know how to install. Yay. But, man, that was... Uh, they should have made this way easier.
2: So my upgrade up experience is a little different. Um, I'm trying to... Okay, here's the article. So I... You know, on Wednesday and Thursday, I had my desktop and laptop on like all the time, just waiting for the download to show up. Never did. So I was hanging out with a friend on Friday night, and I'm complaining to him like, "Yeah, ugh, they're never. It's not showing up." And he says, "Oh, just Google it." So I'm like, "Oh, right. I didn't. I wanted it, but I didn't want it bad enough to go out and Google it myself. Apparently, yeah. So I just uh, found something on PocketNow.com, but just Google searching for so Windows 10 update. I went and deleted everything in C Windows Software Distribution Download, and uh-huh. then I ran uh, in command prompt as administrator wauclt.exe space <laughs> forward slash update now. And then, like, 45 minutes or an hour later, it popped up saying, your Windows 10 upgrade is ready to install. Do you want to do it now or later? So it was, oh, like, nice. the full native thing, but you just force it to download.
1: Uh-huh. So
2: I, like install now. I sat back since I used different bootloaders on both of my computers. I had to, you know, go to Windows every time it rebooted. But other than that, it was seamless and seemed to all work as it should.
0: Nice. So well, when, you, when you, when uh, you, when you, I guess, what do you call it? When you boot into Windows, do you see like your motherboard's logo or something? I think you tweeted that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I've seen that since I... When I first installed Windows 8 on my desktop, I did not see that. Okay. When I reinstalled it in EFI mode, I did.
0: So when you, when you uh, get that, is it uh, the BIOS screen, or is it actually Windows showing stuff from the BIOS?
2: It flashes the gigabyte. I use gigabyte motherboards yep. just like you. So yeah. it says gigabyte, and then the loading icon underneath. Okay. Uh, sometimes the resolution is a little funky or the logo's off-center.
0: So I'm the logo you're talking about is the Windows logo, right? The gigabyte logo. Oh, okay. So yeah. it was weird when the I Windows did logo it. Comes up later. So when I did it, on the install I did first time, the clean Windows 10 install, which was wrong by the way, Yeah. it would show the uh gigabyte logos while loading Windows. Like the little Windows spinner was right yeah. below those logos. But in the oh. in this version, in the Windows 10 over 8 version, it yeah. shows the BIOS first and then the Windows 10 logo on a second screen.
1: Yeah,
2: that would be yeah, how I, I would expect it. Yeah, that's what mine... Yeah, I think that's what so it is. So it's
0: kind of weird that there's two different versions of how that boots up. And I think it's because yeah. the Windows 10 installer doesn't wipe the Windows 8 boot thing. Yeah. Operating systems, too complicated. Yeah.
2: And then my MacBook with Boot Camp, I use Refine. It loads... A Windows icon that color is a little messed up, but it's only on screen for like two seconds, so it's fine. And then it goes to a black screen, the little underscore that blinks in the top left of the screen. And then after a few seconds of that, then it goes black, and then the Windows logo comes up with this video. So it kind of skips the whole OEM motherboard
0: yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about Windows 10 in general? Like, how is it? I've
1: barely used it, but I, you know, it seems like they've made a lot of improvements. Like I don't feel like any of the changes are particularly negative. However, I kind of felt the same way about um, about Windows Eight. There were yeah. a couple of things settings wise that I was really frustrated with from a customer service standpoint. But mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, it seems like I mean, Ten was really like a refinement. It seemed like to me. Yep, it's the Snow Leopard or the yeah.
2: Mountain Lion or the El Capitan. Well,
0: maybe it's maybe it's um maybe it's uh, Snow Leopard and Mountain Lion at the same time. Yeah, like Definitely. it's 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 big enough. To be two upgrades away in yeah. the OS ten upgrade parlance. Yeah, oh for sure. Well, OS is every year, right?
2: Windows eight came out in two thousand twelve, so yeah, it's been three years.
0: I don't know. I think I I only played with it for you know a good hour while I was installing Firefox, Opera, and Chrome, and you know it's cool. Everything works, although it's kind of weird when you open. So one of the new features with Windows ten is Metro apps can be windowed. So instead of being full screen or half screen or quarter screen, they can actually exist in a window. But the default window size for the Metro apps is so funky. It's like this 800 by 600 size. Hmm. And I don't know. It's not, it's, it can't be like it's saying 1080p isn't big enough. How weird is that? Was there That's, like a train going by? Uh, that was a car. Oh, okay. Wow. Or a motorcycle.
2: That was impressive. With my headphones and plugged up ears, I don't know if that was on my street or the one beyond. But
0: Well, that's okay. Just watch out for didn't... cars.
2: Whoa. <laughs> so out, I yeah. used Windows 10 more than any other operating system on Saturday and Sunday um, <laughs> after I updated. Just because I, I updated. And then I just... It was there. I was feeling lazy. But I wanted to try it out. So I liked it. Um, I played around a little bit with the search Cortana.
0: Um did you actually talk to it?
2: A little bit. Okay. Not I can't too talk much. To it. I pretty much calibrated my microphones and asked it to tell me a joke and then I was about it.
0: Oh. Okay, well that's good um, enough.
2: But I don't know, just things like the Metro apps being not full screen on the desktop yeah. or laptop was really nice. It it has a nice feel. It seemed a little more uniform. The start menu is different again, but better than I, I still
0: think the start menu's funky because of all the stupid unnecessary tiles that have nothing to do with me but of course it's for microsoft not for me
2: yeah, yeah. i would one of the not. the biggest things is the settings app is not full screen because usually i'll just use control panel but now yeah. i moved a couple things to only the settings app and yeah. so i open it and it's not full screen and it's usable and i instantly was like mm-hmm, <laughs> they got it now nice yeah. So the, the search too
0: seems pretty improved. I I was searching for a bunch of settings and I and search actually brought me to them instead of yeah. bringing me to an unrelated app.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's. I'm glad to hear that. That's an improvement. As I said, I basically just set it up for my grandparents and then um had to go take care of the dog. So um but it it when I did use it, it was really quite cool. Did yeah. any of you
0: guys get a chance to try out Edge? I did actually. Uh, I do uh, think bit too. It is surprisingly not bad. Nice. Uh, so if you've ever used Internet Explorer, dear listener, go open Internet Explorer right now. And by the time the show ends, you might have actually gotten it open. That is to say, it's really slow. Um, and if you've ever used Internet Explorer, it is so slow to just open one web page up. And with Edge, the browser's ready to go within within you know a good second. It's it's just as fast as any other browser at this point, and it's actually amazing seems
1: faster than Chrome, even, that's for sure.
0: The only thing I don't know, and I didn't try, is what the uh, extension landscape looks like. Um, Normally, I would install LastPass if I were in Chrome or Firefox. You know, it's the necessary extension for my life. I didn't look to see if Edge has any of those kind of extension-y things. But otherwise, (laughs) it's a great browser, and I don't really know if I would kill people for using it. I I
2: was checking out its... um... Rating on HTML5 test and it's like seven eight points I think above Safari eight, so it's on par with Apple's first party browser. Mm-hmm. I think this fall, you know, Safari nine is coming out with a lot of CSS four and um, ES yeah, six stuff. So, so I guess it's it really... gonna be you know.
0: So I guess a good question for for going forward with the with the browser thing is you know Chrome updates whenever it wants to. It just every week it's yeah. five updates, um, and I wonder what Edge's development cycle will be like. Will it only come out with major, uh, not version of versions of Windows, but major releases of Windows, or will it yeah. do something similar to Chrome and just update whenever it can? Um, that'll be something interesting to see. The only other thing I have to say about Windows 10 so far that I love absolutely. Finally, windows don't have a margin slash padding on the side of them anymore. Yes, nice.
2: Oh, actually, I knew I knew something was different, and I was liking it, but I couldn't. Yes, that is. Oh, like yeah, I'm you so happy. D-
0: you don't know how big that ten pixel slab in the middle of your screen is until you have two windows there and you feel it.
1: Totally, totally. Because you have them side
2: by side, and there's the ten pixels, and then there's like one or two. Pixel border that just makes
1: it pop out even more. And
0: then there's the other s- window, and then uh, then you've got your uh, 20 pixels. Yeah. Totally. So man, we've so, changed the world.
1: Before we before we get off this topic, before we step down from the edge, as it were. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, I did remember hearing about and got an article from our good friends at The Verge, um, cooperating that Microsoft Edge actually um can much like uh you know Windows 10 can run. Android or, um, or code meant for Android or iOS. Um, edge seems to be able to take extensions from Chrome and Firefox and run them just as they normally would. Or even if that's not like a, a current state, that seems like that's going to be like a future state.
0: Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's pretty fascinating, right? I wonder how they actually managed to get that to work. I don't, I don't know the details of how Chrome extensions work, but that's pretty cool. They just use a
1: bunch of private API names that are in Chrome in edge that's probably what I'm thinking. I mean, essentially, what what um, what Chrome does. I, I've developed extensions for you know basic, really silly extensions for Chrome and for Safari on my own, and it's basically just like web. It, you're just you know, it's just HTML basically, and and CSS, and well, of course, JavaScript is where all the logic lives. So it's it's basically JavaScript interacting with these like hidden APIs. Mm-hmm. Firefox is a little bit different because you're writing um, XUL or yeah you know, yeah whatever whatever they call it.
0: Yeah, but, other, uh, otherwise known as Yuck.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is how
1: you pronounce it, isn't it?
0: Yes. <laughs> but,
1: um, yeah, I, I think that with Chrome, I feel like it'd be dead simple.
0: Well, but, I, I'll um, have to tinker with that. I don't think there's. Yeah. I don't even know how you can download a Chrome extension file. So I'll have to see if there's like a side loading way to do it. That'd be kind yeah. of interesting. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I think that's all I know for Windows 10 for this week. Let's call it. Okay. Uh, okay. How about some Phone uh, 2 follow-up? Hey,
2: we can never get enough of that.
0: No, I told you last time that it was the last time, but it's never the last time.
2: Never. I would say it, never.
0: So my mom still likes the phone, and uh, she likes it so much, my dad decided to get one. Oh, nice. So his uh, his Phone 2 came earlier today. Uh, we He hasn't really set it up yet. Um, He'll do it tomorrow. But uh, in the brief hour of using it until he had to go to work... Uh, it was really good and really nice. And it's faster and better than his very sad first-generation Moto G. That's good. Turns out four gigabytes of memory really make a big difference when you only have one gig.
1: No, totally.
2: Yeah, I'm excited for the probably iPhone 6S with two gigs of RAM. Because is- when I get the 7, it'll also have two. So oh, yeah. so
0: that won't, that'll be the sad part, though. Like... You know, the 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 ram increases should be going up, not staying the same for so long. Yeah. Ram is good.
1: Would you it's say good. that ram is bay?
0: I would say that. With the unicode <laughs> character even.
1: Nice, nice. Is
0: this
2: a, is this a theme I'm seeing? Here? I
0: think this might be our our joke for the show.
1: <laughs> you betcha, you betcha. Anyhow, um yeah, I the um the thing about ram on Apple side, right, is that um well, I've got the iPad Air two, and I'm very much appreciative of the two gigs of RAM it has. I could see how four gigs would help it be even less um, crashy. Uh, but
2: and, and you're and that's the only app, the mobile device that Apple
0: makes that has more than one gig of RAM. So yeah, you could exactly. have even then, more than two tabs open. Don't you feel liberated?
1: I do. I, I have I have a whole four tabs open Woo-hoo! before I start swapping them. That's yeah.
2: right. Yeah,
1: four whole tabs.
2: Yeah, sometimes I'll notice I'll be in Safari with a couple tabs, and it'll start to obviously fill up RAM, but other times not as bad. And I mean, I guess I don't use my iPad enough, especially in the summer here. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go a day or two between using it, and so if an app doesn't start up where it was last, it doesn't really affect me because it's been well. I'm like, hey, whatever. So I think more RAM would definitely help, but I'm not too impacted by it now. Yeah. But there are definitely some times, especially when I'm doing a lot of apps back and back and back, on my iPhone more than my iPad, I'll see RAM issues. I'm, def-
1: I'm definitely feeling the 512 megs on my 5S right now. It would be Does cool that only have 512? 12? I think that's the case, yeah.
2: I thought the 5 had 1 and everything after that.
1: Oh, really? I'm I, I could be up. wrong then. Because I, I, I thought that the big thing about the 6 and the iPad Air 2 is that the 6 was the first phone to have 1 gig. And the iPad was the first iPad to have two gig, but I could be wrong about that, and I'm just projecting. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, the 5s has one gig.
1: Yay! Okay, well I'm feeling the one gig then.
0: But it's an uh, old one gig, so you know As it gets older, you know you can't use as much.
2: Yep, the five was the first one to use one gig. Okay. The 5s used LPDDR3, whereas the five and five C use LPDDR2. No use.
1: Nice.
0: Um, and now you can buy your Samsung Galaxy S5S7G for only $900, and it'll have DDR4, too.
1: Oh, how oh.
0: nice. Disclosure, some of those things might not be real.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> wow, the first two iPhones had 128 megabytes of RAM.
0: That's Isn't that a amazing? At,
2: a, at 137 megahertz.
0: But you oh. know what I hear now is that that, that same... Compute power in the first iPhone is now the same compute power in the end of a lightning cable. Really? No, wait, Shh. thunderbolt cable. My mistake. Six
2: hundred awesome. or four hundred and twelve megahertz.
0: Yeah, the the smaller number. Yeah.
1: Jeez. Huh. That's amazing. Yeah, I believe it. Does well with that much bandwidth. You need a lot of CPU. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, next up, it's probably time to move on to the web standards part of our show.
0: Oh, of course, because that's how it happens every in every show. Hey. <laughs> So right. I don't know where I found this article, but I thought it was amusing because it says here, if we stand still, we still go backwards. Uh, and so, I, I guess this this guy kind of just looks through here and talks about, are we doing too much stuff? Is the web getting too big? Is, is all of this stuff getting too complicated? And uh, in this first example, he says, no, this is how we did doc types now, and this is how we did doc types five years ago, and wow, what a difference
1: totally totally that looks like xml and then it doesn't
0: well it does it's just it doesn't suck anymore
1: yeah it doesn't <sighs> look like gross xml
0: yeah. yeah so i i really like what he takes away uh from what i what i read here and it took away from it is just because it's there doesn't mean you have to learn it and use it and i think Absolutely. that's a really big really big thing that i think either new people in the industry here or just not new people in the industry probably struggle with like Oh, well, there's a new thing out there, and I should probably learn about it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it it is fun to learn about that stuff. But when you're looking at things to use for a a project that you want actual human beings to consume or to visit or to use, like at that point, you can say, look at all these awesome things I can pick from and not use all of them because I care about the people who have to visit the site and use it, (laughs) right? Like that's the that's the fundamental UX thing. It's like we don't we don't need to include all of the things in order to do just this the little thing that we want.
2: amount or I guess yeah, the balance of flash and functionality and totally. loading t- performance and appearance. You
0: and- know, I always told people I love developing for the web because it's just so much easier than developing for native. I started out as a native developer. I I, I started learning ASP uh and uh vb.net and nice. uh, c-, c sharp.net and i started making those lame.net windows apps but then it sucked because it was so complicated and you know the web was so much easier and now it's the same again
1: oh totally yeah i could i could see that too absolutely i so, mean i've i've yeah. essentially only ever done the web but
0: i mean it's really yeah, similar man. as you might have heard
2: i'm I'm still pretty much at a point where I've only done web, but
0: now this just in, in this is a total aside. Wolf Revo, also known as Ian Buck is playing a game right now on steam called duet. It just popped up and I thought you should know. Oh, nice. He, I he's going to hear this on iPhone. Okay. Resume what you were talking about. Continue.
1: Or I'm going to log out on steam and see what he's doing. <laughs> so back, back on the web standards wagon, um, I think one of the really interesting examples that uh, Jake brings up in that article is like query selector at all right. Because yep. once, once, once that happened, I, I remember once that was announced, I basically like stopped using jQuery. Exactly. Because I stopped like,
0: using MooTools. I mean, it's, that is,
1: that is, that's the thing that libraries were supposed to solve. And that's the thing that libraries no longer have to solve because it's, it's native now, which is awesome.
0: I mean, in a way it, it is the thing, but I mean, so jQuery fills in a, sort of a different gap than what mutuals would fill in and that's no, where totally. I was. But I mean yeah. it is really similar. You know, the dollar sign dollar sign selector was that jQuery selector all and that yeah. was such an important thing. But of course there are other really nice to have features which we have now but didn't have back then like, you know, for each natively on all browsers cross platform that works. Yeah. Or Zoom. or or map or filter or every or each or whatever.
1: Totally. Totally. Well, and I mean, even if you look at like, at jQuery's implementation of some of those things, it's kind of like, you know, as as, as much as the, as, as cool as the developers of jQuery are, it's like, there's some of the, there's some weird like quirks, especially with stuff like for each and for and yep. map and like promises, jQuery's promises implementation is way off base from where the web communities kind of the, the standards community's kind of heading with promises
0: yeah with es6 um, i think that, yeah, or, I, seven yeah i don't know yeah, es6 i think yeah
1: um it's, it's like it's it's that's fascinating because it's like jQuery almost feels like a like a super primitive polyfill or a polyfill from a very per- particular perspective i mean and that's that's so what all of those
0: again. libraries were they were polyfills before we had something to fill totally exactly
1: and it's
2: awesome they, they also but, brought um Uniform browser compatibility. Right. Back this. I mean, jQuery probably peaked around IE6 or something. So it
0: maybe a little bit after, yeah.
2: After. So it, you know, it maintained compatibility, so you don't have to use one thing.
0: Oh, totally. A
2: little. It's still relevant, but it's a little less so now. I've I've been using jQuery at work this summer, and it hurts, but. At the same time, I don't know what else I would use because
0: because it's not like you're going to write all that JavaScript just to make a little slider.
2: Yeah. Well, I no, I use jQuery UI for a select menu dropdown, and I think the code I'm using is from 2009. I think that's yeah. when it was like implemented, and then there's a fork open source somewhere that is the active version now, and the jQuery UI one is just hasn't been touched. But I'm still using. I don't know. It's it's jQuery is very usable if you're doing native everything else and you just need a good selector, crazy thing with a few effects built in. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I was doing full-time CMS development at one point this summer and have stopped. But when I was doing it, one of the things I came across was the need for a autocomplete. And uh-huh. I was using React at the time for pretty much all of the you know DOM kind of stuff nice. and, and, and setting up all of the input boxes and pretty much all all of the interactable front end. Nice. Well, when when I came up to that autocomplete, it's like, so do I really want to figure out how to code my own react autocomplete? No, I do not want to do that. I don't even know where to begin. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> so, of course, the solution is to integrate jQuery and React, and that 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 solves a lot of that trouble, a lot of the heartache. you know, you don't have to develop for a, maybe not for something you're unfamiliar with, but something that you don't necessarily want to do, when it already yeah. works perfectly without the platform you're using. Mm-hmm. So I used the jQuery thing and you know just a couple of extra lines to turn off a few React features, and it works great. Nice,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's a really great example of just like how, how to rock that new tool with with something kind of tried and true. That's awesome. Yeah, in the true JavaScript way.
2: Oh, just add another library.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, is there, I mean, is this, yeah. Or you go? No, you go. Okay.
2: Is the <laughs> React community large enough that there's a lot of this stuff implemented in React? So, so there like is it autocomplete, or it,
0: it's it's growing rapidly, and the way that React comes out very not frequently. I think yeah. they're at like point th- thirteen point two or something now and 14's coming out maybe someday sometime. Mm-hmm. The way that happens is there's a lot of libraries on the GitHub, but there's not a lot of like, you know, reactautocomplete.coms, you know, what, yeah. if you know what I mean. There's not a lot yeah. of named libraries, they're just packages that are in some ethereal package manager somewhere. And that Shit, bothers yeah. me. So I can't handle it, but um yeah. Uh, Ryan Florence, is, I think, is the guy who I've been following to learn about a lot of React, and he's made a quite a few little React components. But yeah. even though you can do it in React, like I like React for some of it, but I don't want an autocomplete in React. Like it just looks weird, it feels weird, isn't something I want. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. As soon as you said that, I looked at React autocomplete libraries. One such made by that same uh individually mentioned before yep. Ryan um who um sure enough it's literally called react autocomplete but yeah it's very yeah it hasn't been touched in a year yep and it's i mean it looks pretty robust but it looks like it's you know at the it, bottom it even says this is not realistic code check out the examples directory for a real implementation and that scares so me what?
0: it's 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 too realistic like that's how all yeah. code is it's not realistic i don't know so that that's why I'm still using jQuery.
1: Totally. Oh, makes
0: sense. Makes sense. Yep. So don't don't stand still <laughs> or stand still. Either way, you're still moving somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, what's next here? Uh something about JavaScript. It's a uh, little comic thing okay. I found. Yeah. Uh, what do, you, what do you, uh Brian actually knows what this is called. What is it called? Infographic. Infographic, that's what it's called. Wow, we're oh, infographic not. comic.
1: Infographic oh. comic. Oh yes, the format that uh, our good friends at XKCD has have uh, pioneered. Yes, yes, I love exactly. Okay, over. so this oh, one, I've seen this one before, this
0: one is about JavaScript, <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. And yeah, so here, here's here's a problem. JavaScript has almost no standard library solution. Thousands of community supported libraries with wildly varying quality. Problem: JavaScript has a, no packaging or a linker to these packages together. Uh, Problem, no, wait, no, solution, Uh, compile a better language to JavaScript, C, CoffeeScript, JSX, or solution, hundreds of community-supported build tools. Problem, machine-generated output sucks. Uh, So it's just uh, varying problems here and solutions that cause their own problems.
1: I love how one of the problems they have is Grunt, and then the solution is Gulp, and then Gulp becomes the problem, (laughs) which is just like... That's that's so that is, there is no thing. solution
2: for gulp. Apparently.
1: That is
0: exactly how I feel. So, hey, but there will be. It it'll be burp next. <laughs> <At> the, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> at
1: the bot- at the bottom too, I love the part where like I, I don't even know what that's supposed to represent, but the, the character on the left is like, How is digging gonna get us out of this hole? And the guy on the right who looks like um uh maybe like the Travis CI guy or Yeah, something or the yeoman guy. Maybe both, a mix between the two. And yeah. uh, it's just where I'm from. The point of digging is not freedom from digging, which is just like, that's too good.
0: Yeah. Too perfect. I don't know. You it, it, it really do seem like you're digging a hole, doesn't it? I mean. Yeah. yeah. But I am sure that all of the C developers, you know, 25 years ago felt the same way. Oh, absolutely. They just couldn't tell each other how they felt.
2: I have to feel from the web that, like, eventually we're going to hit a point where it's just kind of like, ah, uh, you sigh, There, are I- one or two standard things that you use, and everything else has fallen out. But it's never gonna happen.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you only hang out with people who use one or two different sets of things, then you're then you're in good shape. I suppose. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, the future is all JavaScript.
1: JavaScript foundation for life.
0: Oh no, no more foundation. I've already oh, okay, broken that's... my design with that.
1: Ah. Uh,
2: I think multi-threaded uh, JavaScript will eventually be a thing because it has to. If it's if JavaScript's gonna grow in the day and age where CPUs just can't get faster.
0: I mean, I don't even know what that's going to do. Like, I, I just don't know. Like, uh, UI is always going to have to be sort of on a main thread unless we can figure out a really nice way to separate it. And if we do manage to do that, we're going to have to have even more robust operating systems. I don't know. It's all really complicated.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, did you guys ever remember? Um, remember way back when Ryan that I had joked that I was going to implement a uh, war game in Node? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, when I when I was looking into actually making that a thing, I found this uh, kind of Node port called JXCore. Yep. I put a link in the show notes there. Yep. Um, but literally, it, it's like multi-threaded Node. Um, now, have I ever gotten it to actually do anything? Nah. Heck no. But it looks really fascinating. Is it just a hacked on thing on a
2: Node that breaks out multiple sc- threads, or
1: you know, I haven't really looked at it that deeply, but I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Without without any context whatsoever, but um, it it looks like there you can actually use like, it looks like it's not quite spawning sub processes, but it's something kind of, uh, yeah, I I don't even really know how to where where to begin to evaluate its um efficacy as a multi-threaded thing, but we should ask Rust. Yes, Rust?
0: Uh, this is a multi-threaded cat. It knows. <laughs>
1: Rest would, would like to go
0: outside, but we're not letting her outside right now. Uh, well, yesterday she tried to catch a bunny, so she's being punished. Was it
2: Aww. a success or a failure? Uh,
0: it was a success until I freed the bunny.
2: <laughs> uh, hope it doesn't die of internal bleeding.
0: I, I It squeaked and then ran away, and I caught the cat. Okay. Aww. <laughs> so let's see here. Where were we? uh multi-threaded javascript is actually sort of a thing maybe you know i, I as i was installing windows not realistically, 10 today, though i feel i mean it could it realistic. could happen you know as i was installing windows 10 today uh, uh i ran the rust game while other things were downloading yeah and uh you know same speed as before on the previous version of windows but it you know it occurred to me like why don't i just make one of these in javascript i mean it won't go as fast i know but the numbers might be still relevant maybe somehow maybe yeah so totally. I, I might uh, do that later. I'm sure that'll take me all of like 20 minutes because, you know, I've written the war game enough times to be able to, to do it.
1: Nice. Yeah. So I did, I did find some better info about how, how it does the, the uh, multi-threaded thingamajig. And I'm going to actually put that in the show notes too. Nice. I I haven't actually read it yet, but I found a thing that says multitasking and it describes. It has those keywords. Yeah. I'm I'm scanning like crazy. Um but I'll have to do some more digging and let ya yeah. find the answers now, read them later.
0: That's that's basically all programming is. Yeah. I'm I'm
1: programming in journalism, so mix between those two is basically one hundred percent that.
0: No, that that <laughs> is that is almost perfect, isn't it?
1: I'll be right eventually.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> so um you know speaking of performance and multithreading, how about if we talk about some processors?
2: Hey, I got this one. Okay, go. So I was on Twitter the other day, and then all of a sudden, I see a tweet with an inline image of this flashy, fancy box with colors bursting out of the center. And I'm like, ooh, because I like colors. (laughs) And then it's new CPU boxes. So these are the sixth-generation Intel Skylake CPUs, the Core i7-67K and the i5-6600K. So these are the desktop uh, unlocked CPUs. They are also in this leak or release. I'm not quite sure what it is. But uh, it was revealed that Skylake is, of course, 14 nanometers as well as Broadwell. It's the talk. Yet yeah, there will be another 14 nanometer talk that is Krabby Lake. Yep. Wait,
0: uh, wait, and then wait, it was compares- it? What is it?
1: It's, it's like Cabby Lake or K- really? K- Kaby Lake or something That's like that. So I said Krabby
2: because, you know, Spongebob, Krabby with it a K.
1: De- it definitely makes me a little bit crabby that they haven't released some better guidelines on it. Am I right? Am I right?
0: The current one? Yeah. yeah. Well, they say uh, they will.
2: Let's see. So the... Comparing the i7 models, this is the 4770K, 5775C, and 6700K. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes up to high CPU uh, psych, uh, speeds again at 4 gigahertz turbo, 4.2. Um, the cost is between Haswell and Broadwell at 350. You know, lots of power, more than any before. So 91 watts, which is higher than, especially the Broadwell is pushed for low power. That C, I think, has something to do with power. Yep. Yeah. Go from 65 to 91 watts, which is a pretty big jump. Um, Skylake has DDR4 support. L3 cache of 8 megabytes matching Haswell, whereas Broadwell was down to 6. Yeah. New socket. um, The i5 is similar. It's a little faster than Haswell. A little bit more faster than Broadwell. Same kind of thing with power and... Layer 3 cache and cost and all of it. Actually, it's a dollar more than Haswell. It costs a little different.
1: That's yeah, so so, crazy.
2: There were other Skylake things I was reading about a while ago that I was excited about, but I don't remember. Probably DDR4. And yep.
0: DDR4 forward, like is supported, DR4, which yeah. is kind of cool. I don't really know what the difference between DDR4 and DDR3 is, so hopefully uh, one of our astute listeners will write in about that. Indeed, I have a. Indeed. There's
2: a professor at UMM who is into hardware a bit, and he's talked about it a lot. I think he has a computer with DDR4 that he has I'm for research just... or something. Um, I know it's a lot faster. I think it's a lot less power
0: usage as well. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, that would make uh, sense. That would be great for you know uh, mobile devices, for example.
2: Yeah, mm, I wonder what that's uh, mm. driving.
0: Yeah. So while while you're looking that up, uh, I wanted to mention some actual benchmark specs because I think these are more telling than what Intel, you know, puts in their charts. So, yeah. for example, this is Handbrake, uh, and this is for, what, 2x4K? So, let's see, what is this in frames per second of conversion, I guess. Yeah. So uh, an i7-67K, 6700K, With the DDR4 RAM, we'll get you 27 frames or so per second. Um, Whereas the Devil's Canyon part uh, or the 4790K will get you 23 frames. Now the processor I have is the 3770K, will get you 19 frames. So between seems pretty substantial. Between what is this? Uh, Between third generation and sixth generation, you're getting about eight ish more frames.
2: That's a that's a per, good solid increase. Per second.
0: And of course I think
2: some of this has to be that the faster clock speeds. Yeah. And I think that's why there's higher um
0: power. Uh, for gaming well. though, gaming isn't as impressive. Uh so for example, between um twenty six hundred K and the uh sixty seven where is it? Sixty seven, we're getting no difference. Huh. Well um, I think so seven, at that
2: point you're no. needing more graphics and less of a CPU. Right. Because if you're gaming with an i7, you could be fine with an i5. Mm, probably.
0: probably. So I think there's, uh, you know, some, some advantage. I think what they conclude in their Tank, uh review is that, you know, you might see a 30% increase over uh, a second generation i7, 2600K. Nice.
1: Nice. But my question is, when are they going to be in the MacBooks?
0: Well, that is a good question. I don't think they talked at all today about any of the mobile Skylake chips, right? Is that true?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So,
0: I, not seen anything. Yeah. I mean, either we have to wait all year and into next year or we get them in the fall.
2: We still don't have Broadway on the MacBook Pros, but they might just skip it. I'm not sure.
1: I wouldn't yeah. be
0: surprised if they skipped it. It almost seems like Intel sort of skipped it. Definitely.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm hoping they skipped it because... I will probably be in the market for a new MacBook Pro in the next year or so. Yeah, year, year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm
2: probably, I don't know. I have my Ivy Bridge MacBook Pro. I put so much money into that, and it was like the best, the best mobile Intel CPU that they made at the time. Oh, totally. It's, it works. The battery. I'm, I'm worried about the battery in the computer the most. Oh. but
0: well, um, you don't have to worry about the battery. That'll probably hold up forever. You know what doesn't hold up? The stupid cord. <laughs>
2: My cord's fine. I'm still rocking my 60 watt
0: charger from 2008. That's my, my cord is one not fine. Same
1: here. Same here.
0: I don't know. I, I must abuse mine heavily. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I don't know. Mine's always lived essentially at home until until I got the new MacBook. Um, my 85 watt has always been at home or something, and it's yeah. the 60
2: that gets carried around. Yeah, definitely. So that's going And I mean that thing has been through a lot since 2008. So totally.
0: So here's, here's an antics paragraph on this. Overall, at stock, the i7-6700K is 37% faster than the, uh, the equivalent Sandy Bridge i7, 19% faster than the 4770K, and 5% faster than the 4790K. So 5% over the last generation's major processor.
2: Well, I have the 4770K, so it's decent for me. 19%, and...
0: yeah. I think that's, that's... kind of funny. It's got to
1: be, go. be around uh, a 100% uh, gain in performance for me because I, I don't think I have any uh, any Haswell chips right now. Right. I don't think I even have any Sandy Sandy Bridge, anything. So. I <laughs>
0: nice.
2: wish I had a Haswell laptop because they're so much more power efficient. But yeah. In the end, it's okay. What, what can I do? I got a computer a year earlier. Exactly. So I'll just quickly say about DDR4... Um, the main advantages over it are the higher module density and lower voltage requirements. So, does that uh, means we can have more per DIMM? Data rate speeds. So, the DDR4 standard theoretically allows for DIMs to 512 gigabytes wow. of capacity compared to DDR3's theoretical maximum of 128 gigabytes. Great. So, bigger, f- faster, more efficient, you know. Just what
0: I needed. More,
1: more better. More better. <laughs> All right. So, what do you guys think? Should we call this uh, call this an episode? Yeah, I think so.
0: So, Definitely. Where Where can we find? Did anyone follow anyone on
1: Twitter
2: this week? That is, I don't really follow anyone.
0: I I unfollowed some people on Twitter.
2: (laughs) I think I followed. I haven't followed
1: anyone since last week. I followed. Let's see. Aurora Wearables, which is a Minneapolis company started by a really awesome person who goes by, if if I recall correctly. Alicia on uh on twitter so g-e-l-i-c-i-a i actually followed her for a long time now she's really cool she does a lot of hardware hacking stuff um cool. her twitter profile is going to be in the show notes as well as um, the profile of her company that she's uh started relatively recently um so she's a really awesome person and a minneapolitan so i hear hardware hacking and i'm like follow yeah i know right <laughs> um let's see a couple other people include well the kabom lit food truck though that's totally uninteresting to anybody <laughs> um i guess that's about it um i also followed a couple of um developer educators because i think they're cool folks um these two happen to be with um twilio which is that that company that threw that conference that i went to way back in the day their yeah. developer education program just seems really awesome and so they're they're both also going in the show notes because these are both really cool people.
0: And for me, somebody called Stephen Newcomb followed me earlier this week, and oh, I I, know that guy. I decided to follow him back. I don't know him personally. I don't know why he decided to follow me, but cool. He um is the founder of Power Set, which was sort of something Bing bought a many number of years ago. But yeah. when it was before Power, or when it was before Bing, when it was just Power Set, I was a big fan of what they were doing with it. And so that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I have no idea who he is because, well, he's he's on the jQuery board, ding, um, and the board of Node, uh, so that's that's cool. So yeah, but he follows me as well. So I, I'm also like. So do kind we just get followed? He does
0: me. he just follow random developer people? How uh, many people does he follow? That's like 14, 000. 000
1: People, that's that's like an order of magnitude more than I follow.
0: Yeah, there's but no that's, way that's he's like bot level. Yeah, it's kind of right it's one. kind of what it feels like.
2: Remember when Central High School Twitter had twenty thousand followers? I think they
0: still do. I I, I don't personally know that, but yeah.
2: <laughs> At some point, their Twitter account just had thousands of followers every day. Nice. So, um, uh,
0: what are you guys doing next week? Any, any big plans? Next
2: hmm. week is a very busy week. I don't know when we're going to be able to record this. I will say in a minute. So I, it's my last week of my internship i am done on wednesday but i'm oh, hey Congrats. i'm doing my last danish class on friday night before i go going to a last intern outing i think we're going to uptown on tuesday nice. Ooh, you know i've heard Let's uptown's see. a little funky my grandparents nice. live up there so i've i've been there a whole bunch and i mean you know that's where we were that one time for that
0: one, one thing. thing yeah
2: <laughs> JavaScript was scripted man uh um, that's right that's right and then I'm going to Denmark Friday evening. So then the next rest of the week will just be filled with I'm getting a haircut. Got to go to the bank. Got to pack. Got to see my grandparents. Just tons of stuff. See some friends. And then i am going to Denmark maybe Sunday night for me. I don't know.
0: And then maybe the party start. just starts from there. That's right. awesome. Oh we'll have gosh. time zones now.
2: Sorry. I'm oh. sure.
0: You know, my, uh, my uh, what is it called? My tracker thing? My My timer? We'll see if it works over time zones.
1: Ooh, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah that'll one. be cool, yeah. Yeah, now I get to test my Twitter bots. Well, they're in Heroku until mid-August, I think 15th, is when they pull the plug on the the uh, dynos that are actually on for 24 hours mm-hmm. when they are sending me emails every day for the last three months about, hey, you sure, you can only do
1: 18, actually. So let's oh, see what
2: that. Maybe you have to host it.
1: Yeah, well, you know... I have a couple of uh, promo codes for you at DigitalOcean if you want them. I think.
0: Nice. Huh. Maybe they expired, but yeah. I got an
2: email from Microsoft Azure through DreamSpark.
0: Nice. I oh I might to nice. get
2: free hosting there. I haven't looked into it, but I got Do an email, it. so I might explore that. Yeah. They have VPNs or VPSs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A- Azure can hook you up. That's for sure. Yeah, awesome I've
0: I've, I've looked at Azure. I would uh, I would look into that. That's pretty good. Totally.
1: Let's see. For me next week, I'm just working on a couple of different things for for the office. Very enterprisey, much stuff. Um, but it's fun it's fun. To be Yeah, such such enterprise. Very <laughs> very Java. Wow. Um, but it, it it'll be uh it'll be cool. Hopefully, I'll have some good stuff to show you next week if I'm if I'm lucky and get things done in the right order and by the right time, which I should. I hope yeah Uh, that's about it for me
0: i'm kind of in the same boat if i get things done i could show it to you but i probably won't get them done
1: yeah time is tricky
0: i uh, you know it's not just time it's also being able to actually get it right you know you just never feel like it's done
1: totally yeah i Mm get you
0: so this next section is where can we find yourself (laughs) i don't know how it changed to that but where can we find yourself on the internet
1: Well, you can find me just about anywhere, but uh, especially on the Twitters, which is where I am Brandon underscore MN uh, with lots of vowels in there. If you need a link, you can check out the show notes because there's probably a link there Um, where I post pictures of my cute new dog whose name is Greta and she's adorable.
0: That's so good.
1: Um, We've been we've been having lots of fun having another dog and having a dog in the house. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. How about yourself, Ryan?
0: Well, you can find me just about everywhere, but especially on the Twitter at Renamar, and of course, you can find me on the Google Plus, which is where I post pictures of my new Windows 8 installation and strange things that happen with it.
2: And you can find me just about everywhere, but especially on Twitter at bman4789 or tech4789 or more seven so weather or weather by Brian, yeah, or uh, my website Brian, not me or my other website work, or Facebook, which is also these days bman4789, nice, or LinkedIn, which is. Brian Scott Mitchell
0: (laughs) oh you mean it's not slash Z14TQPD
2: uh let's see I think by share code
0: I didn't know that was a real thing
2: yeah apparently you can make your own well then LinkedIn.com slash in slash Brian Scott Mitchell
0: well that's too easy
2: yeah
0: get get your own uh, URL now well that might legitimize LinkedIn and I don't want to do that yeah I suppose
1: yeah they own lynda.com and that makes me sad because Linda is better yeah way better way better than that
0: well brian next week when you go to elsewhere when you're not in the same relative area it'll be cool to see your weather bot tweeting your new new location weather i
2: hope it works because Absolutely. i don't know if, how well yahoo weather works internationally
0: i mean we'll find out and it's gonna be super cool
2: i might have to do some rapid development we will see
0: i it, it can't be too bad
2: well, yeah, there's a lot of hard coded stuff with Yahoo. We'll yeah. see what happens. Theoretically, I just pop in a different URL and it just works, but I'm not sure for there.
0: Yeah. Well, this has been great. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thanks, guys. Yep. Always yeah. awesome. See you next week. Or see the next Or in the future.
0: For listening to Podkit, for more, listen to The Fringe, and listen to the next episode too.